Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. It is a final from Miller Park, and the results are not good. It is a Brewers 6-4 loss in game one of this quick two-game set at home here to the White Sox. 6-4, the final. Tim Allen, welcome, everybody. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It is a uh, three and four mark as the Brewers' home season is up and going. Ten strikeouts for the Brewers' offense. That's where I look, and also a couple of uh, I would I would say a couple of questionable moves out of uh, Craig Council. The Brewers, you know, obviously, uh, you guys watched the game. It was on Fox Sports Wisconsin. And those of you coming out of Miller Park want to get your reaction. Just kidding. Uh, as uh, the Brewers fall 6-4, to four, uh, those of you that watch the game a little bit, these White Sox, they're a good baseball team. They, they are. And, and you, can, you can almost tell in this, in this game tonight, a little, a little sharp kind of style for the Chicago White Sox and, and the Brewers coming off, hey, let's face it, they haven't played all weekend. In fact, with the off day on Thursday, this team hasn't played since last Wednesday. And it, it sort of showed in here. Not quite sure I agree with the lineup. Not quite sure I agree with a, a Corbin Burns situation. Not quite sure I'm, I'm in agreement with some bullpen management here today. I don't know. I'm not blaming Craig Council on this loss. I think you did hit into uh, uh, a little bit of bad luck. I don't mean offensively. I mean with the White Sox. You did run up against a, a little bit of bad luck. Four singles were infield varieties for the Chicago White Sox. One was a Bermuda Triangle base hit, and the other was an in-on-the-handle base hit. There's six of your hits for the Chicago White Sox of the, what, 12 hits that they, they got tonight? were of the little bit of a running into some bad luck variety. Want to get your reaction on on this ball game as the Brewers are back in action uh, for the first time in the 2020 championship season here at home at Miller Park. And Brett Anderson started this one a while ago. This one, a nice, tidy three-and-a-half-hour game. When this thing got going, it's the first game at Miller Park. Once uh, Brett Anderson threw that first pitch, 
First game at Miller Park since September 22nd of last year. Think about the months. You know, this baseball thing is fooling me here these days because I, I, I just think it's so early in the season, but yet it's August. I mean, I, the calendar flipped to August over the weekend. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm getting fooled by this a little bit. But first game at Miller Park since September 22nd. Next month is September. I mean, it's, it's dangerously close to a full calendar year since the Brewers have played at home. In fact, it's been uh, exactly 317 days on the calendar since the Brewers have been at Miller Park. Wow. And we go all the way back to 7-10. The uh, White Sox jump on Brett Anderson in the first inning right away. You know, it, it didn't take me long, guys, to realize that the White Sox team has some spark. It's got some energy. It's got some sharpness to it. They play aggressive baseball. They have some speed. They've got some contact. Look out. In the AL, guys, that's that's a good that's a pretty good baseball team. We threw this out. Speaking of which, we threw this out there on Twitter as well. Uh, are the Brewers a good baseball team? It's been seven games. Is it even fair to ask that question? I don't know. I think so. With what you've seen in seven games, short sample size, yeah, it is. But what you've seen in seven games are they a good baseball team? Uh, yes, no, or too early to tell. I'll give you my answer coming up in just a little while. But uh, infield single off the foot of Brett Anderson, the first pitch of the game, it was a an infield single. Then it was a double, second and third, nobody out as we get into our uh, game recap. A fielder's choice ground out plates the first run for the White Sox, and they go up one zip and then a sack fly by Grandal. It's two zip in like an eye blink there in the first inning. And that's a, you know probably something that you wouldn't want to face uh, right out of the chute here after having you know the last three days uh, canceled and the, the prior day off. So four days that you haven't played baseball, you're down two zip into the bottom of the first. But the Brewers answer in the bottom half of the first inning after two outs. How about Christian Yelich, an 0-2 count double in that first inning? Almost took it out. Almost. So that ran his mark uh, on the season, two for 28 on the season, if you're on Yelly Watch. Followed up, Avasail Garcia, a ringing RBI double, cuts that lead in half. It's 2-1 to one as the game moves into the second inning. Sox load the bases with two outs in the second inning, uh, but no runs crossed. Brewers just a, a pina base hit in the bottom half. Sox back in business in the third inning. couple of infield singles to lead off the inning. Uh, they have five hits, four of them to that portion of the game. Infield singles. Anderson gets a big strikeout to Grandal for the first out of that inning. Then a fielder's choice and then another big strikeout to end the frame. So Anderson did his job. Nothing for the crew in the bottom of the third, although Yelich did draw a walk. So at this point in the game, if you're on Yelly watch, one for one with a walk. Uh, double uh, included in there. To the fourth inning, Corbin Burns ent- enters the game, although a leadoff single, but a pretty efficient inning for Corbin Burns. Got a double play in there and a strikeout. Bottom of the fourth, Brewers offense still looking to get things together. 
2-1 to one into the fifth. Burns strikes out the side in the fifth inning. He did walk a man in there as well. Bottom of the fifth. Game still 2-1. to one. Brewers take the lead in that bottom of the fifth inning. A leadoff base hit by Lando. Gamble doubles. Second and third, nobody out. Logan Morrison entered the game uh, in his second at bat here. He entered the game for Ryan Healy. He flies out there, not deep enough to score the runner. They then intentionally walk Keston Hira to load the bases with one out to face Christian Yelich. If there ever was a time outside of postseason action that I wanted Yelich to make somebody pay, that would be it. And it, it, it didn't happen. <clears throat> As uh, Yelich in that bases loaded one out uh, at bat struck out. However, Avasail Garcia comes through once again. It was a two-run base hit for Garcia with two outs to give the Brewers a 3-2 lead. Garcia to that point was two for three, three knocked in. And Burns needs a shutdown inning in the sixth and got it. Crew maintains the lead into the bottom half of the sixth at 3-2. to two. Now, if you're questioning counsel on this one, here's where you would insert another question mark. If you do the piggyback math here, a piggyback start, meaning Anderson and then Burns was going to come in behind him, three innings for Anderson, three innings for Corbin Burns, and th- turn it over to your bullpen for three innings, you should have a Brewers – or be in good shape for a Brewers victory. Okay, is that going to be the plan? The Brewers uh, make it a little bit easier to make that decision as they tack on in the bottom of the sixth inning. A big insurance run, Smoke with a base hit. Pena then hit by a pitch. Nobody out with those two on. Orlando Arcia squared to bunt right there. Couldn't get the bunt down. I'm not sure if that was a council call or Orlando Arcia doing that on his own. I'm going to guess it was Orlando Arcia on his own on that one. Uh, He ultimately uh, hits into a double play. Ouch. And with Smoke standing there at third base with two outs, it was Ben Gamble who came through with an RBI base hit to play uh, play the fourth run, 4-2 now into the seventh. All right, here's, here's the deal with council now. You got you got your Burns, you got your Anderson, you got your lead. It's four to two, and that infamous seventh inning here in 2020's championship season bites you again, because you stayed with Burns. I don't know what more you wanted out of Corbin Burns right there. Not sure, but he did want more, and Burns out into some trouble and then out of the game. Gets a ground out, then a four-pitch walk, and after a strikeout, then falls behind a Brayu 3-0, and he just puts it on a plate for him. 3-0, a Brayu makes him pay, and that's a tie ball game right there. He gives that lead right back. Burns has lifted three and two-thirds of two-run baseball. Again, Burns should have exited that game feeling awesome about himself. The team should have felt pretty good about itself heading into that seventh inning, but not the case. It's 4-4. Phelps into the game. He gets out of it, and we head to the bottom of the seventh inning. Brewers try to rally with uh, two outs in the bottom of the seventh, two-out base hit by Yelich. Now two for three with a walk on the night. How about that? Avisail Garcia reaches on a drop third strike. Yelich all the way to third, but Sogard strikes out to end that inning. 4-4. Eighth inning, Phelps stays in the game. Phelps into some trouble in the eighth inning. 
and a little bit of bad luck in there. Within the inning, had given up a walk, a flare base hit on the handle, and then a wild pitch allowed the White Sox to take the lead 5-4 with two outs, two on, one in. Council goes to Corey Knable, who does get out of that. Uh, to the bottom of the eighth at 5-4. Nothing for the Brewers there. The offense disappears here mid to late game. Uh, Corey stays in, allows a solo home run in the ninth, gets an out, counts, goes to get him for Yardley. Yardley ends up working his way out of that ninth inning. Did have a little bit of a shot in that ninth inning as uh, Keston Hira laces a two-out double. Brewers with life, tying run at the plate. It's Christian Yelich, and it's yeah, it's a ground out to the right side. And there is your final, 6-4, the final. Your reaction at 414-799-1250. And are they a, a, a good baseball team? And I think it's – some would say that it's not a fair question through seven games. But we don't know how many games that these teams are going to play this year. So I think in this of all years, it's probably fair to ask this at any time this season. You've already been without three of your games. Now, the makeup games, we don't know what's going to happen there, not only for the Milwaukee Brewers, but for the Marlins, for the Cardinals, for the Phillies. Uh, There's some other teams involved uh, without makeups. Uh, Now the Detroit Tigers are involved. So – I think it's. I think it is a fair question, and I'll give you my answer in just a bit. We'll we'll take our our first break of the night. Brewers fall six four. The final. Are they a good team or not? Mm, mm, mm. They fall in this one after being off for four days. They come back. They strike out ten times in the ball game. Look a little rusty in that bullpen, that's for sure. 6-4, the final Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen after a 6-4 loss. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to find out the turning point of the game on the fan. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Check out all the events and track rental info at greatlakesdragaway.com. You know, like a lot of games, there are a lot of turning points in a baseball game. I mean, some good, and in this case, uh, some are pretty bad. You could say that uh, the lineup was a little bit of a turning point. Ryan Healy, what would you guys make of that? I mean, leading off, you, you go from Lorenzo Cain and his 429 on base percentage opting out. You go from Eric Sogard to, what, 433 on base percentage, not in the lineup, just simply because it's a lefty, to Ryan Healy getting his first at-bat of the year, and he's in the leadoff spot. Okay, that's a little bit of a turning point with Great Lakes drag away to me. Uh, I would say uh, Omar Navarez, uh, this is curious to me as well, guys, I'm looking at his numbers from last year. 278 hitter, on base of 353, 22 home runs, 55 RBIs, 480 at bats. That's a full time player. That's a full time player, guys, and a good hitter. To me, that's another turning point in this. 
not quite sure the Brewers uh, would would uh, like to admit that Omar Navarez is sort of a uh, platoon player. Not to me. I thought they I thought they acquired with the trade in Seattle. I had thought they required acquired I should say an everyday catcher. 135, 140 games, 130 games. And make sure you get, uh, you know, close to the 500 at-bats or a little bit more. That's what I thought. So that could be a turning point, too, in this. Certainly, I, I would point to Corbin Burns heading back out there for the seventh inning. That, to me, was the biggest turning point in this 6-4 loss. You got three outstanding innings out of Corbin Burns in the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings. You have a fresh bullpen, full arsenal. Anybody you wanted to go to, David Phelps, who we'll hear from in just a little while. David Phelps having an outstanding year. You have the situational in Claudio. You have Devin Williams, who has stepped up in big spots this year. And, of course, you have Josh Hader. Corey Knable trying to work on things, not quite in the 100% trustworthy kind of mode with Corey yet, working his way back from Tommy John, understandable. But to send Corbin Burns back out there for the seventh inning, not a big fan. That is your uh, Great Lakes Dragway turning point in this one. Additionally, I don't know if you guys caught the uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show. We do that before each game. Asked our uh, roundtable guest today percentages uh, of confidence that the league itself will make it through this season. And I got to say, a vast majority of the things that I am reading, the things that I am hearing, the things that I am watching, they're not very favorable for that percentage. Both guests agreed, well, one agreed that it's uh, 65%. Uh, that they would not finish the season, Major League Baseball. And uh, the other guest said 80% that they would not finish this season, considering the flare-ups in Miami and St. Louis. Now, honestly, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows quite yet. I don't think the league knows. But I will say this, if if the uh, chips are stacked against them, Okay. Well, they're playing baseball right now, guys. I want a little bit later on in the show play a a, a a piece of sound here from Craig Council from today's pregame show. That I gotta say, I'm I'm not uh, quite sure I agree with Counts on the, on those comments. So stick around for that. We're gonna hear from Craig Council who just spoke, just a- absolutely literally still is speaking. So we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, If you want to chime in here, 414-799-1250. Hey, make no mistake about it. The White Sox are a good baseball team. I get that. No, I'm not making excuses for the Brewers tonight. But uh, it didn't look sharp to me compared to the sort of energy that's surrounding the Chicago White Sox. Austin, Texas is here. Tim Allen. A uh, 6-4 loss to fire up this uh, two-game set. I don't even know what to call this. I mean, it's a two-game set at home here, but then they go to Chicago to play these White Sox for another two games. Is it a four-game set? Is it a two-game home-and-home? We'll stay with that. 6-4, Brewers fall, baby shade and blind post-game show on the fan.
It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to genewagnerplumbing.com. Well, the good news is Brandon Woodruff is on the hill for game two tomorrow, so that's good. Brewers fall tonight 6-4, the final. As uh, they had the lead 4-2, what is with the seventh innings these days? What's with the seventh innings this year? Hasn't been good. (laughs) It just hasn't been. Again, it could be uh, the fact that they're down one electric dude. But are you kidding me? In the seventh inning again is the bugaboo. 799-1250. Uh, with all that occurred over the weekend, guys, I, I got to say, in doing this show for 15 years, um, there's been, you know, a uh, a Black Monday. I remember there was, uh, there was just some send-outs and some trades and things like that. Uh, I recall that years ago, J.J. Hardy, I think, was involved in, in one of those. There's been some snake-bitten years. You turn back the clock to uh, 2013. That was just such a rough, bad luck, unlucky, call it what you want. We called it the snake bite season. Um, but you look over this weekend in Brewers franchise history, I don't know if there's been um, – too many eventful weekends that have occurred in Brewers history in one weekend. Just just so many things occurred over the weekend. Phone just blowing up. And it uh, really started with, you know, Friday's uh, St. Louis flare-up with COVID positives. And then there's also sorts of rumors flying around. They're golfing or... They were at a party or they were this and that. I don't know what to believe. Honestly, I, I, I don't. But that's where it started on Friday, where Friday night's game postponed. And we're like, all right, well, let's let's move forward and let's get a grip here. Let's wait for some tests to get in. Let's see, let's see what we're up against here. Protocols are put in place for a reason. And uh, for the most part, it's been working. That, by the way, is where I'll disagree with counts, and that that we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but that's that's what happened on Friday. Saturday, we get uh, the results, and like, oh man, we we can't go ahead and do this Saturday night game because now we got to wait for the updated testing and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the Cardinals players are quarantined at the Fister, and we got to wait and see how this thing plays out. By the way, Friday's game had been rescheduled for a doubleheader on Sunday. Okay, making some progress here. We can <clears throat> at least lose the one game and get back into the doubleheader action. By the way, the league announced over the weekend, too, just, just to boot, that doubleheaders would be seven innings. Anyway, um, then Saturday night comes along, and they cancel the doubleheader for Sunday. While all this is occurring, right in the middle of it, on Saturday, Brewers bench coach Pat Murphy suffers a heart attack. And thank goodness that he's going to be okay. I did receive a text back from Pat, and, uh, you know, he, he thanked me and, and thanked us and, and said that, um, 
you know, all good, all good. He's good. That's what he said. So that that I got from Pat. So that is the the bit of good news. Right in the middle of all of this again, one of the most eventful weekends in franchise history. Lorenzo Cain announces that he is opting out of the rest of the season. Which I fully appreciate and respect. Have no issues with that whatsoever. He's surrendering almost $6 million to make that decision. And he's earned that right to do that. Got his money. His family is is, um, pretty important. But he witnessed right before his eyes with a three-game set, all canceled. And uh, a a COVID flare with, uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. While all this is happening... The most one of the most eventful weekends in franchise history. Ryan Braun is added to the injured list. No, not from COVID, from an infected finger. Was he not taking ground balls today or yesterday? Yeah, there was video of him taking uh, ground balls at first base today. I'm not going to argue with reporting injuries. They do what they do. Then you get Shelby Miller, alternate training site, Napleton, minor league deal. Didn't break camp with the club, but had a little money on the on the line to uh, stay with the organization. He opts out. There goes a little bit of starting pitching depth. Then ensuing moves, Brett Anderson activated. Um, Mark Mathias called up. Ryan Healy called up. Jacob Nottingham sent down. All of this is going on in the same weekend in the Brewers' 50-year franchise history. Crazy. Crazy. Again, outside of the winning and losing part, just in terms of Brewers' news and notes and and occurrences and events, one of the most eventful weekends in franchise history. It's just just crazy. It's all bubbled up over the weekend and way beyond our control for sure. And certainly way beyond their control. We'll take a break here. If you hear from Craig Council, if you missed it on the pregame show today, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show. There's something Craig Council said that I just, I'm not sure I'm in agreement on with. I got to play that for you. Coming up, 6-4, game one of this two-game set at Miller Park. It goes to the White Sox. We'll be back. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show on the fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game on the fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. the final. The Brewers fall in game one of this, well, four-game two-game homestand, home-and-home thing that the Brewers and White Sox have going on. With uh, limited transportation, uh, being at at the height of awareness, if if you will, I don't see why the Brewers don't just play all four games against the same team right here at Miller Park. I mean, the schedule is kind of funky anyway. 
You've got a lopsided schedule, and is there really a home field advantage outside of? And this can make a difference, guys. I I understand it. Uh, that uh, you're you're at home in your home market, sleep in your own bed type thing. But outside of that, I mean, for safety purposes, wouldn't you just in this in a case like this, where they have two against the White Sox tonight and tomorrow night? Two against the White Sox Wednesday and Thursday. Only those two games, Wednesday, Thursday, would be in Chicago. I mean, why just do it here? Limit a, a whole travel party. Equipment people, coaching staff, training staff, all those things. We get inside the clubhouse here and hear from uh, today's starter, Brett Anderson. They got on him early, but again, has some infield singles. He falls victim to in that first inning. And actually, the White Sox got, you know, they hit into some good luck, I guess is the way you can put it. Four infield singles, one Bermuda triangle flare, and then a one off the handle base hit. I mean, <laughs> that's, hey, the baseball gods, they can, they can give, man. And, and they did to the uh, White Sox. And Brett Anderson uh, did start the uh, home portion of the Brewers' 2020 championship season. Today, all told, three innings, those two runs given up. Here's the Brewers' lefty after the game. Brett, Brett, how how was it just kind of turning it back on today after being you know, close but then not getting into a game the last few days? Um, it was different. It, uh, I just kind of actually in a little more when you take a ball off the foot, the first pitch of your season. You're not really expecting that. If somebody had that line in Vegas, I'd like to go in with them. But um, – yeah, it was, it was different. You know, um, I think my walkout song makes me look even crazier now with nobody in the stands. But uh, it was a different atmosphere and, uh, you know, it feels a little bit like a different game. But once you, uh, you know, kind of lock in and uh, get used to it, it you, know, you try to get the hitters out. Brett, how much did that first pitch affect you? Craig said you maybe could have gotten a little bit deeper into the game had that not happened, you know, right away. Yeah, um, when I had to cover home and third on the ball in the Bermuda Triangle there, kind of going back and forth and pushing off, kind of, I mean, it never really affected me. It just kind of got stiff and, you know, air on the side of caution, especially this first one. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, I would rather have that not happen, but um, it did. Got battled through it. And then, you know, other than the, uh, the ball to Mankata, you know, I couldn't get him to hit it hard enough, per se. There's a bunch of swinging bunts and infield singles and stuff like that. And so, um, my stuff was doing what I wanted it to, and it just wasn't hard enough or wasn't at the infielders enough to get, you know, quick, efficient outs. But I battled through the next two innings and, you know, gave us a chance. And, uh, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out. But uh, hopefully next time I can go deeper in the game. Brett, you, got, you guys are probably looking for something good to happen. It's been a rough last few days, all the – Lorenzo leaving and Ryan getting hurt and Murph having the heart attack and just, just how are the spirits on the team right now? Or is it, is it tough for you guys right now? I mean, yeah, the personal things. And then I think just the spirit of the game right now is not real high with the way, you know, things happen with the Marlins and things happen with the Cardinals. I think it's, you know, everybody's kind of been a, in limbo a little bit with, you know, what's going to happen going forward and things like that. And so it's, it's a tough spot, not only, only for us, but the, personal things like that, like you said, but baseball as a whole, but, um, you know, once the, once 
somebody says play ball, you kind of got to put that behind you and go out there and try to win a ball game. But um, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of extenuating circumstances that, you know, going into this year, you knew you were going to have to deal with some of that stuff, but kind of piling it all, all in one seemingly here in the last few days, it's, uh, it's been tough, but you know, baseball, you know, like I said, once you get between the line, it kind of, you know, block out everything else and try to win a ball game. Brett, you had more of your uh, one-liners on Twitter while you were waiting to start the game over the weekend. Um, what was it like just having to kind of wait that out? And, you know, what did what did you do? Uh, I followed John Heyman because he knew him quicker than anybody else until the last day. So um, just wait and follow him and see if he had any updates. I said him, you know, I guess I can turn the notifications for him off now going forward, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you have to be in the mindset that you're going to go in there pitch the next day even if you in the back of your mind you don't think it's going to happen based off what's happening with the cardinals and stuff but you can't go in there with that mindset you have to do the work and do your you know the day i did the day before my start process four days in a row and so you know that's what i, I joke with flaherty that we've got the calorie constricted penciled in starters because you, you have to think you're going to pitch the next day regardless of what what's going on so it was a little weird in that that aspect and then being a starting pitcher you're creatures of habit and so it's nice to get on a routine but but the way 2020 is going, I mean, you kind of have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And so everybody's dealing with some of that stuff. And so, you know, it's just, it's part of the pro part of the process of 2020 baseball. Right. Usually teams hate when players find think out things like on social media. Um, is it just the way 2020 is that you sort of chalk it up to can't, can't control it because things are moving so fast. Yeah. I, I need better sources, you know, apparently. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, people find out and that's, you I mean, that's what they're paid to do is, you know, get scoops and get things like that. And so it's just part of the deal. And then, I mean, sometimes you don't know until and the Cardinals guys, some my stubby clap played for my dad and he didn't know what was going on and he was finding out over social media too. So I wasn't the only guy dealing with some of that stuff. So yeah, it's just, like I said, 2020 is about being comfortable, being uncomfortable and dealing with all the, the circumstances that you're not used to. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on The Fan. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. Yeah, that was Brewers starter Brett Anderson, the lefty, with some comments. I think that raised my eyebrows a little bit. The spirit of the game is not high. I mean, you're talking about morale and, and the spirit and eat to each their own. I understand. Uh, you guys uh, have to go to work, too. I'm talking about you guys. Uh, the Brewers uh, and, and these baseball players, that similar situation. They've got to go to work, too. Well, I guess none of us have to. I guess if you have enough money, you don't have to. And a lot of them do. And a lot of them have chosen to go the other way. Um, but interesting, the spirit of the game is not high with some of the players. And I wonder how widespread that is. I really do. It has to impact the way they play the game for certain players. It just has to. It's like you going into, into work without, with, with, with a bad mood. I mean, it impacts the way you perform at work. And, uh, and these baseball players are no different. If, there, if there's fear, if there's a lack of, uh, you know, being positive and, and good morale and 
I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's a wait and see thing. You take it day by day is what you do. Take it day by day. You get another game. Hey, everyone's everyone's cool. Let's. Uh, I I did like what he said in there that once a game starts between the lines, you, you try and win a baseball game. All right, let's focus on that then. Stay safe outside the lines. You get in inside the lines. You still got to uh, compete, try to have fun, and win a baseball game. Craig Council before the game. Here's our spark of the game with uh, Current Electric, at least for me. Interesting perspective from Craig Council. Prior to the game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show. I need to hear it again. I've heard it uh, one and a half times. I think I've, I've heard it, the, when it when we aired it. And then just now in, uh, during the commercial break, uh, I just uh, sort of listened about half of this cut here. But check this out. Interesting perspective from Craig Council. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, look to this point, you know, unfortunately, you know, we've handled this the same way our country's handled this. Um, it has, you know, we, we, we put together this guidelines that were well-intentioned and protocols, and then we handed them off to 30 individual operators i.e. states and ask them to do their best and you know adherence to a set of protocols and suggestions and trying to get it right has just not gone well um i don't it just hasn't gone well and it's because it's this virus is an incredible difficult opponent um and so you know it's put us behind the eight ball you know, I, I, you know, I, I desperately want to play and finish the season. It's so important for so many people and in so many places. Um, but it's not going well right now. I mean, it's not. What's interesting there for Craig Council is that he didn't say we're doing a bad job. That would have sent me into a tizzy. Because I truly believe we're doing a good job. It's just that it's not, according to Craig Council, it's not going well because of everything that is included in and around the virus. So I had to listen to this again. It hasn't gone well. Even that is sort of a perspective. Even that can be you can disagree with. When you put something together that is 30 Major League Baseball teams trying to get a season in with all the guidelines and 113 pages of of protocols, there's some things that, (laughs) I mean, there's some things that are just you're not going to have covered. You could make the argument that it is going well considering the amount of people involved here between players, coaches, traveling parties, hotels, training staffs, equipment managers, the whole nine yards. Guys, you could you, one perspective, and I'm not saying you should be on, on the going well side or the not going well side, but I'm really glad that someone's not coming out and say, saying that we're doing a horrible job. Because that I would have an issue with. I think we're doing the best we can considering the circumstances. 
I do. I truly, in my heart of hearts, I believe that. Now, will the season uh, come to its fruition here? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it's looking good. I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I don't, I don't think it's looking good. But hey, you know we've we've had challenges before, and maybe this challenge we're up for it. All right, uh, if you want to jump in here, we're going to hear from uh, 414-799-1250. We're going to hear from Craig Council after the break here. Only this time it'll be talking about the baseball game. I think. I haven't heard this part of it. He just spoke a uh, short time ago. Brewers fall 6-4 to the White Sox. We'll be back. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show on the fan. It's the Bayview Shaden Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on the fan. Yeah, the Brewers fall 6-4 the final. And uh, just to finish up our conversation from the uh, prior segment here, things aren't going well. And that is uh, words from Craig Council in terms of the uh, pandemic. The more I think about that, guys, the more I, uh, I'm i not sure I agree with that. I'm not vehemently against what he said. But it is a perspective that one could make the argument that the undertaking of a 30-team Major League Baseball uh, entity, if you will, to pull off what they're pulling off, you could make the perspective or the argument that it is going okay. There's a lot of there was a lot of baseball being played tonight. A lot of baseball is going to be played tomorrow. And when you think about some of the uh, you know some of the things that we've conquered a little bit, hey guys, you know that's that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not, I will say this, though. Reality does set in, on the other hand, that um, if I had to bet money, I don't know if uh, it would be a – it would behoove me to say it would be a good bet that the league would finish its season. I would say that for a number of reasons. A number of reasons which should be on another radio station – talk show than this one so it gets a little goofy that way but hey major league baseball season i i think should celebrate its successes instead of pointing out to some of the flaws that's all i'm saying i just i have the glass half full that's all i'm saying all right enough of that uh let's get to uh craig council let's talk about baseball in the game tonight six four the final brewers did have a four two lead in the seventh inning and i don't know what it is so far this year with seventh innings haven't gone right, but let's hear from Craig Council after this loss. But just just being careful to him, um, and obviously that that didn't play out. So, yeah, I mean, you know, when when we had to keep the ball in the ballpark there, I mean, that's you know, and um, you know, I was I was considering. I, I thought Corbin was throwing the ball absolutely great, though. I mean, you know, that at bat ended in a strikeout. The previous at bat ended in a strikeout. Um, so. I mean, I think it's one you look back on and maybe second guess yourself, but 
I, I thought Corbin was throwing the ball beautifully too. You know, you know, and I thought there was so much to like about how he's throwing the ball. Hey, Craig. Also, um, and again, this is probably easy to point out or ask about in hindsight, but also in the eighth after the single, I think there was a runner on third. Uh, how much thought was there to, to maybe go with Hader in that situation as opposed to leaving Phelps in? Um, yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> are we going to, if we're going to do this all year? Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, there was thought to it. I think I thought David's pitched very well. We're going to trust David. We got to lean on David. We're going to continue to lean on David. He threw the ball really well. Um, so yeah. Craig, did you get kind of what you expected out of Brett Anderson tonight and how he threw the ball? Yeah, I, I mean, he's he got uh, – with the first play of the game, you know, maybe shortened it a little bit. He, he banged his foot – he got his foot banged pretty good. So that may have um, – you know, it got, it got him a little bit. Um, and it was by the third – after he came in the third, it was, it was starting to affect him a little bit. So um, – I think under other circumstances, he may have had another inning in him, but um, with the foot kind of starting to swell up a little bit, um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to affect his next start, um, but it was time to get him out of there. Nice to see Christian uh, put together a couple of good at-bats and actually get some results out of him tonight. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, it was, um, yeah, for sure. He had, he had a nice day. Craig, it had been kind of a tough night at the plate for Keston, and then he got a big double, so he got Christian up one more time. I mean, you know, as as tough as Christian's start has been, if he gets hold of one there, you you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's look all year we're going to want to get men on base for 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 Yelich, and that's um, you know we we just got to that's going to be a good formula for us to continue to do that, and um, it didn't play out tonight. Um, but uh, if we continue to do that, get on ahead of Christian, that, that's going to be a real good formula for us. Craig, this was one of those games where there were lots of um, sort of high-pressure moments, kind of turning point moments. Is that a good style of game to come back to after you were down for a while? You had talked about sort of getting the guys back into game mode. And it seemed like the way it played out tonight, it sort of worked out that way. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it certainly was a game with a lot of people involved and, and there was a lot of big moments for sure. Um, you know, so it, it was, you know, these major league baseball games are with, with good teams on the other side are, are challenging and hard to win. And we, we just didn't do quite enough tonight. Um, but it was, um, you know, I mean, I thought, you know, there was, there was a couple instances. I thought some of Keston's at bats, he, he kind of needed some at bats tonight a little bit. Um, but, but I thought we we responded pretty well with the layoff. You got some more good swings out of Gamble, uh, Craig. I mean, he sure is stepping up for you. He looks so good in camp and he's kind of carrying that over now into the start of the season. Right. And I mean, Ben's going to get an opportunity here. Um, so, uh, certainly a good sign for us. And, um, you know, he's going to get, he's going to get an opportunity. So it's, he's looks like he's, you know, like we talked about, there's, there's some changes that he made and, and they seem to be clicking in. Craig, the way these games have gone, you haven't had many opportunities to call on hater yet. 
Um, is it does it get to a point with him soon that it's like needs to get into a game kind of territory? Well, I mean, I don't know. We've only had one game, Adam. I don't, I don't know in the last five days. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't feel like we're at that point. I mean, we're we're rested. We're rested, but. Um, you know, you know, we're also we're also at the start of the season. There's a limit to what Josh is able to do right now. Um, so, from my perspective, we, we still, I'm still operating like we have to be cautious, kind of with 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 treating it like that. I mean, he pitched the day before we came home, um, so he was up tonight multiple times. So I don't, I wouldn't see that there has to be an, an, an appearance anytime soon. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. On the web at liuna113.org. There's an upbeat Craig Council after a 6-4 loss. I like that. Brewers now three and four after this one. Let's check out some of the numbers. Uh, some concerning, some good. However, look at Ben Gamble's batting average: three thirteen. AB starting to stack up for now is what's considered an everyday frontline guy. I would say. Ball game tonight. Ryan Healy goes zero for one. Keston Hira one for four with a walk and three strikeouts. Christian Yelich. There's a bonus, two for four, a run scored. He also drew a walk. Avasail Garcia, two for four, three RBIs. Jed Jerko goes 0 for 1. Justin Smoke, one for four with a run scored. Manny Pena, one for two, also hit by a pitch. Orlando Arcia goes one for three with a run scored. Ben Gamble, two for four, a run scored, and an RBI. Again, batting average at 313 for big time Ben. Uh, also, Logan Morrison, who came in for uh, Ryan Healy in that DH spot, 0 for 4. Now, I, I like Logan Morrison. I do. One of the nicer guys you're going to meet. But you got to start coming on. I mean, you got to start <laughs> pitching in a little bit, Logan. I know it's something he's probably telling himself to. Uh, Eric Sogard tonight goes 0 for 3. Narvaez 0 for 1. Brock Holt 0 for 1. Pitching lines tonight for the crew. Brett Anderson, three innings, five hits, two runs, both earned. No walks and a couple of strikeouts. Corbin Burns had a good outing going through three. It was the two-thirds that got him. Three and two-thirds allowed three hits, two runs, both earned, a couple of walks and five strikeouts. David Phelps, an inning, Two hits uh, allowed an earned run, a walk, and a couple of strikeouts. Corey Knable, two-thirds of an inning. One hit, one run. It was earned. No walks and a couple of strikeouts. Eric Yardley, two-thirds of an inning. One hit, no runs, a walk, and a strikeout. Uh, The White Sox in this one get six runs on 12 hits with an error. The Brewers, four runs on 10 hits, no errors. The win, it uh, goes to Detweiler. He's now 1-0. David Phelps takes the loss. He's 1-1. Colome with the save, his second on the year. The Brewers now 3-4. The White Sox move to 6-4. Seven games in the books here in the 2020 championship season. 
And uh, this one goes to the White Sox. Brewers back at it tomorrow as uh, we'll check out tonight's Chevy MVB up next. But stay around that 500 mark, guys. I mean, that's really that's really what you got to do. Playing not your best baseball. We'll have the results of something we threw out there on Twitter as well. Probably not going to make some people happy, the question. Are the Brewers a good team? Yes? No? Or too early to tell? We'll have that for you next. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show after this and every game here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's find out who today's Chevy MVB of the game is on the fan. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. You know, you had a couple of candidates here. Uh, Corbin Burns was going to be the Chevy MVB until that final push that Council uh, wanted out of him in that seventh inning. Through the first three innings, just scoreless, lights out, 5Ks. I mean, it was uh, it was dynamite. And he is pitching uh, pretty well this year. He really is. You can see the difference uh, in Corbin Burns' game. And he gave up a 3-0 dead red fastball, and that was it, a two-run shot. Uh, that was going to be a Chevy MVB candidate, but not anymore. You could say Ben Gamel, two for four. With an RBI and a run scored. Couldn't you, Austin? You could say that. Yeah, he would have been a pick. You could say uh, Avasail Garcia. Couple definitely of would hits, have been a good candidate. Three RBIs in this ball game. I'm going with Saturday. I'm going with my man, Pat Murphy. Chevy MVB. He's uh, resting comfortably and uh, looks like uh, recovery in, in full effect here. Uh, suffered a heart attack on Saturday, Pat Murphy, Brewers bench coach. That's your Chevy MVB of this game. All right. Uh, let's see here. On Twitter, uh, we'll go to uh, the question. I, I don't. I know a lot of people are going to say it's not fair because it's too early, and, and that's okay. I would tend to agree with that. I, I can tell you this. In uh, my observations of the first seven games, they're a lot better than what they're showing. There's just they're feeling themselves out to this uh, chemistry thing that it'll start it'll start falling into place here, but we throw the through the question out there on Twitter and uh, I don't know if I want these results. Well, forty two percent agree with you, Tim. It is a little too early to tell. There you go. Only seven games in. Okay. Um, only seven percent say yes. This is a good baseball team. Now that's concerning. Yeah, and that leaves a solid 50% saying, no, this is not a good baseball team right now. That is uh, concerning. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, they're three and four after this loss. We'll, fi- we'll find out as we move along. That's what I love about this baseball thing. It's day by day. You take it day by day, and that's what you do. Tomorrow's another day. We'll come back out here and have have some more narratives and dialogues and storylines to talk about. Brandon Woodruff is on the hill tomorrow. Is he a legit number one in baseball? Not just for the Brewers, in baseball. I say yes. We'll throw that out there tomorrow during the game. Now, will he have some bumps in the road? Yeah, they all do. So will that happen tomorrow? 
through two starts, a buck fifty nine ERA for Brandon Woodruff. He's on the uh, on the bump tomorrow. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show. That'll get you going at six o'clock. And after the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Baby Shade and Blind post game show. And uh, Austin, Texas, good job running around here like your head's chopped off. I do what I can. <laughs> do what I have to. <laughs> running all over the place. All right, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. Um, 6-4 the final. White Sox win game one of this two-game set. Well, it's been 317 days since the Brewers have played in this city. I'm loving baseball being back, guys. I am. Day by day, though. We'll see you tomorrow. If you didn't like the outcome, you just got to smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.